warning. Are you out there, you? Why can't I see that? Yes, we've never had a real life diva. Don't give up. Warning. Says, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should rephrase the Warning. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pistetto. Guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm Megan Pistetto. I'm finally feeling back to life this week after all the bad energy of Lockie season and my stalker troll who shall not be named Saga. So... There's this psychic on Instagram called Fatini. She's a psychic to the stars and she does these amazing readings and clearings for all the celebrities and she's always posting about it. I've been following her for a number of years now and I've been trying to book in with her (laughs) for literally about a year. She's so red hot and sought after that she just books out straight away. It's impossible to get in with her. So I basically gave up, right? She contacted me last week on Instagram. After hearing about my week from hell, she offered to do a cleansing for me. I actually wanted to cry when I got the message because I was so happy that the stars had aligned. So she gave me an actual exorcism this week. I wasn't joking, I manifested one. She told me to stop saying exorcism by the way because it's actually called an eye removal or cleansing. She said I had a lot of dark energy attached to me. So she did the cleansing, the good old wog way. It took her four days. Today's the fourth day. So she's still ridding the bad energy from my soul. She had her work cut out for her and today's the final day. So I can't wait to be feeling back to normal. I'm already feeling much better. So thank you for being patient with me and thank you to Fatini. I'm eternally grateful for your help. If you're into this stuff like me, make sure you check her out. She's on Instagram at psychic underscore Fatini underscore official. I will post her on my story so you guys can check it out. Now, onto what you're all here to hear about. The Bachelorette. We are back at it again. A new season, a fresh start. After Lockie, the Wholesome Mile sisters taste like an after-dinner mint after a dirty all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet. Thank God. But... It's still just as bogan, except this time it's also incest. So I'm going to call it bogan incest batchy, which sounds like a very good time in theory, but it's really not. It was a hot mess. Seriously, what crimes did we commit in a past life to deserve this atrocity of a show? The casting producers seriously must have been on more drugs than a group of 21 year olds at Beyond the Valley Festival. The first episode alone felt like it was just one long acid trip. In their defense though, Ellie and Becky are not giving them much to work with and there is two of them. Imagine if we only had one of them. Very vanilla ice cream vibes, minus the sprinkles. My conversations with my housemate are way more exciting than Becky and Ellie's conversations with the guys and I live alone. So the most exciting character left on the first night, Ab, producers really fucked it up there. We didn't get to see the back flip out either. We were deprived again by Channel 10. How dare they? Then they tortured us with more outdoor dates. We have had enough adventure and outdoors with Lockie season to last a lifetime. Please no more. Make it stop. Don't get me started on that stupid country rose, which was basically just a rose in sheep's clothing. They should have just given them a meat tray from the local RSL raffle and called it a day in my eyes. Then we had Ellie's ex-boyfriend 
fuck buddy, whatever the young kids are calling it these days. The Bob the Builder guy who still hasn't started stripping yet. I am totally bored, but I will persevere as always. At this point, I am just watching to cheer the Italians on from the sidelines. Italia, represent. Get that European passport, girls. Coming up today, so much tea is going to be spilt. Grab a bucket, grab a mop. There's more Bachelor bombshells coming your way. Also, we've got Ellie's shocking secret past that Channel 10 tried to hide. They would try to deprive us again. Devastating news for one of our favorite couples, Megan and Jake, who have unfortunately split. I have all the details on that later on in the show and a huge Bachelor in Paradise bombshell that makes me want to cry into my pillow. So much drama, such little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Last week, I revealed that Osha would be absent from the show this year and he was only going to be there for the first episode for filming. I also said that he was going to be edited in somehow because the boys were made to read out his lines and stand in very specific camera angle positions. It was all a bit sus. Everyone doubted me, even Osha himself. He kept insisting in all of his interviews this week that he was going to be there. He even actually said to me on Instagram this week, he commented on one of my posts and he said, exclusive, actually, I'm in every episode, Osha, today. To which I then replied, they're in person or edited in, question mark, to which he did not reply to. And I was correct, as always, not even Channel 10's clever crack editing could fool us. We all spotted the green screen from a mile away. When the contestants left, Osha was noticeably absent. It was like they expected us to believe that he was standing there in the background and he just couldn't be bothered announcing the departure of the guys and was just like, see yourselves out, gentlemen. Go back and watch the rose ceremony because I'm telling you, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. Magic of TV, my ass. I know which post-production team will not be getting a cold Logie this year. Oh my God, oh my God. This is a juicy story for you greedy little gossip hounds. So front runner for Becky, Pete Mann, used to be married to 10 News Adelaide weather presenter, Kate Freeban. He recently told New Idea, we got together when we were 24, married at 26, and then separated at 33. We shared so many great memories together, but in the end, it wasn't meant to be. A source close to the couple has given me some background info on their relationship. They've said, Kate was the high school hottie. Pete, on the other hand, was hot property in Adelaide uni scenes, but he was with Kate, who was slowly climbing up the social ranks in Adelaide. Not that hard to do, but once you do, you're cemented. According to this source, their relationship didn't end amicably at all. Apparently, Pete does discuss this later on in the show, so we'll have to see how much he divulges on that. So after they split, Kate began dating someone else immediately after. She's still with him now. His name's Nick Fahey. He is worth a whopping estimated $75 million. Get that bread, girl. She's hit the jackpot in my eyes. The source says, Pete applied for The Bachelorette as revenge on his ex-wife, as you do. Sassy, bougie, nasty. Oh my God, oh my God. So we have established that Ellie is the Marsha Brady and Becky is the Jan of the sister duo. Ellie was shotgunning all the Hawkeyes for herself and giving Becky the scraps, basically. 
I, for one, would definitely not be keen to do this with my sister because I would want all the attention and all the men for myself, but that's just me. I'm a greedy bitch. Now, I feel really sorry for Becky because a number of the boys actually thought Becky was Ellie's mum when they arrived on the red carpet. One contestant dishes, we were so confused. We first thought Becky was Ellie's mum or her auntie. Out of all the guys that were on the show, I'd say at least 80% were only keen on Ellie. Honestly, most guys didn't like the fact that it was two girls. It stuffed up our red carpets and no one had a clue who Becky was. Ha ha. Was just a weird vibe. Another contestant says, No one was into Becky. It was not equal in terms of their looks, personality or dudes that were vying for them. Becky got the least desirable candidates. Ouch. He went on, the guys that went with Becky did it strategically because they didn't have as many guys to choose from. The dudes in her camp were like, uh, okay, I guess I'll go for Becky then. Not only were the boys not into Becky, apparently they were also not that into Ellie. I have some savage source quotes that I'm going to read out from a number of contestants, five in total, who have shared how they felt about their bachelorettes this year. Contestant one, they were lovely girls. We didn't dislike them, but they weren't cut out to be the bachelorettes. With the bachelorette, you expect extraordinary women and neither of them have really done huge amounts with their lives. They're not super good looking. They were not desirable. All the boys felt like that in the beginning. Savage. Contestant two, they could have made better choices. Half the boys were like, these chicks suck. What are we doing here? No one was that into either of them. Contestant three. The boys had discussions after week one saying, hmm, I don't know about these chicks. Everyone agreed Ellie wasn't good enough to do it on her own, but they weren't happy with Becky being there with her either. Contestant four. Early on, none of the boys really cared much about the girls, so the producers were trying to get us to stitch shit up and do things to create some drama. Some boys got more feelings later on. Honestly, I reckon only like five guys out of the 20 were actually really keen on the girls during the entire season. Up until the final few guys, no one really cared about the girls or if they won. It was a super chilled vibe. The boys cared more about making mates with each other than finding love. Contestant number five, final contestant. The girls were lovely, very country, very simple. They weren't overly intelligent and lacked depth in character and thought they were just very basic but very lovely. The boys who were most vocal about not liking the girls were Rudy and Adrian. Adrian told the boys these chicks suck while Rudy said they are not my type I am simply too good looking for these girls. Their words not mine. Oh my god oh my god. Okay are you guys ready for a bombshell? I don't even need to ask. I know you are. You're always ready. Two contestants actually knew each other before the show. In fact, they were very good friends, but they acted like they didn't know each other on the show when they arrived. The offenders are Damien and Aggie, both Perth boys who regularly hang out in the same reality incest circles. When I asked contestants when I, if they knew about this, not many of them actually did. One contestant told me, no, I didn't know that. They definitely didn't make that known when I was there. And that's news to me even now. Contestant two. Yeah, I heard they were mates before the show. They didn't mention it during and they acted like they didn't know each other the whole time, but it all came out after filming and they finally admitted it. Now, I'm also told that Damien only went on the show for fame and not love. 
He made some comments to some friends suggesting that he was just on the show to get his Instagram followers up. It was on Instagram. I don't know if it was just a joke or a little bit of lighthearted banter. He is also friends with a number of reality TV contestants, as I've mentioned in a previous episode. I have also since discovered that he applied for Love Island in 2018 and he got to the final round and was on call to be an intruder, but just missed out. He applied again last year, missed out again, and he's applied for The Bachelorette once before as well. So he's been trying to get famous for a while now. Sounds like he might be the Bella of the season. Another little tidbit. He also went to school with Paige Royal from The Bachelor and... She's told me that he was actually her first crush when she was in grade one. Very cute. They would make a super hot couple, so I hope they rekindle and procreate ASAP. Oh my God, oh my God. Speaking of being on the show for fame, last week, Rachel Arahill came on this show and made the shocking claims right here on So Dramatic that Ellie only went on The Bachelor to be The Bachelorette. Now, another source has come forward this week to back up her allegations and has agreed that yes, Ellie has desperately wanted to be famous since she was a teenager. And she's been trying to get into the public eye for years. They said, if someone told me in 2007 that Ellie would get into reality TV, no one would be shocked. I'm not surprised she's the bachelorette and I'm not surprised she was gunning for it from day one. She has been trying to become famous for years and has always been obsessed with people in the public eye. Oh my God, oh my God. Some more batchy bombshells. I've had a couple of questions coming in this week, which I will answer for you guys now. The first one was, how will the rose ceremonies work if Becky has 13 guys and Ellie has seven? Good question. They didn't make the two camps obvious. They made it seem like more of a natural progression towards one girl or the other. For example, Becky would sometimes give some of Ellie's guys roses due to the unequal numbers. And the girls decided before the rose ceremony, obviously, who they were going to send home. And I guess they just took it in turns giving out the roses. Another question was um, my predictions to win. So (laughs) this is funny. Fraser's already blocked me on Instagram along with Ellie and Becky. So just going off that, I'm assuming that he's the winner for Ellie and he's been told by Channel 10 Publicity to block me as Ellie and Becky have as well, I assume. I think Fraser will take it out and Joe will be the heartbroken runner up. Fraser also got the winner's music and Ellie is barely giving any of the other guys even (laughs) a chance to talk to her. She's already decided on Fraser and she's not even trying to hide it. Becky, I think for Becky, it will be Pete and Adrian second and maybe Shannon third. I think Pete will win, but I just doubt that it's going to last at all on the outside. Now, Fraser and Pete both also got the solo photo shoots this season. I mean, if they do win, Channel 10 aren't even trying to fool us this season. It's just like they've thrown in the towel at halftime and they've given up already. That's just my predictions, guys. My educated guess, as Nadine would say, gamble responsibly. Who is the villain? Someone else wanted to know. I couldn't really determine who it was going to be, so I've asked a contestant to answer this for me, and they've said, Damo will be the villain at the start. He gets a lot of airtime for saying shit he shouldn't have, but he comes off okay with the girls. Once they see what he's really like, he just has a sense of humor where he doesn't give a fuck. James will also be a bit of a villain too. He made everyone feel on edge from the get-go. 
He was very full on, but Ellie really liked him. So it will be interesting to see how they edit him. Pascal will also be a bit of a villain. He said some things he probably shouldn't have. He fights with James and Aggie a lot. Bring it on and bring it on quickly. Oh my God, oh my God. Coming up this week, guys, we've got Becky not holding back on the kisses. She hooks up with three guys in just three days. So that's this week. Get it, girl. I'm all for this. In regards to Becky's generous tonguies, one contestant says... We were about one to two weeks in and Becky kissed three different guys over three days, one at a group date, then the next single date, then the cocktail party. She was excited that she was finally getting some attention and the guys were showing some interest in her, but it caused a lot of drama. The boys began saying to her, whoa, that's aggressive and full on. And they were bagging her out a bit. Look, in my world, that is called slut shaming and I'm not about that. Kiss as many frogs as you have to, Becky, to find your prince. The contestant also added, producers were really encouraging the boys to kiss Becky to help her get some action and create some drama. Oh my God, oh my God. Now, one of the kisses is with Shannon, which we saw this week, but what wasn't shown was Becky and Shannon's makeout session was so passionate that producers made them redo it. They said, do it again for us, please, but less tongue. That was just way too sloppy. The boys found out about this and pissed themselves with laughter and they were teasing Shannon about it for days. Then on the next group date, Damo says to Becky, I heard you had to redo your kiss yesterday. She replied very abruptly saying, "Um, that's so rude. Then Damo was like, no, just relax, it's banter. But she's like, I can't believe you would say that. And she kicked up a massive stink about it and had a massive tantrum. She was not a happy Jan. That's just the big petty BS drama of episode three, apparently, that takes center stage. Sounds like a scene straight out of Home and Away acting school. So grab the popcorn for that. Oh my God, oh my God. That's not the only drama Damien is involved in next week. There is a huge drama between him and James that gets so heated, it almost leads to him walking out from the show. As mentioned last week, Damien got to chat with Becky and Ellie while some guys hadn't chatted to either one of them. One contestant says, Damien was clearly set up by producers to create drama. The guys were jealous of him because he was so good looking, funny, intelligent. So he became an easy target. He gets picked on by the villain of the series, James. James targeted him so much, they almost had a punch on during the first night. After that night, it continued and it got so bad that Damien wanted to leave the show. Producers had to beg him to stay. Look, (laughs) Damien looks like a human Kendall. So I'm glad for our sake that he decided to stay, that producers were able to convince him because we need some eye candy on this godforsaken show. Oh my God, oh my God. Also this week, there is a mass culling, a savage mass culling. Four guys leave and it shocks everyone. Watch this space. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So I have a confession to make. Apologies in advance, I deprived you guys. Yes, I'm guilty of a heinous Channel 10 crime. Their dirty tricks have finally rubbed off on me. 
I stole a juicy nugget out of my 90-minute tell-all with Rachel Arahill. I saved it for later and I know it's bad because I already stretched that interview out over two episodes. So it was very rude of me. I apologize, but I swear I wasn't trying to, t- to purposely deprive you. I was actually trying to spoil you because it is so juicy. I just thought that it deserved a segment of its own. So basically just when you thought you'd heard the last of Rachel, just when you thought I'd squeeze the interview for all it was worth and there couldn't possibly be any more tea left to spill. But wait, there's more. You haven't seen the last of her yet. She's back. It's just a quick snippet. Some very juicy rumors that I cleared up with her about Ellie. I'm going to play it for you guys now. Enjoy. Hey, I heard some crazy rumors about Ellie from last season of The Bachelor. Oh my Can God, you confirm juicy. or deny? Depends what they are. So two things. I heard that when she was going on The Bachelor, she they made her like cull her <laughs> social media, like wipe her social media clean because she had all of these basically photos of her going shooting and hunting like wild animals and holding like dead animals up. Like her family must be into shooting or something. Yeah, no, 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 that's definitely true. That's funny you say that because I actually have a little story that goes off the back of that. Um, But yeah, (laughs) the girls in the mansion definitely told me that one. Like she must've told like Nicole and some other girls and then they came back and like everything. If you tell one girl, you tell every girl basically in the mansion. Yeah. I also heard the shooting thing um, with her holding the dead animals. Lol. Um, So so she was, she used to do shooting. She still does. I think. Yeah. So she was, what was my story again? With the dead animals. When then she told all the other girls. No, no, no. Something. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. No, sorry. (laughs) So when I met her at the auditions, she was talking about if she got in, she would like, cause you know how when you meet him the first night or whatever, you have to like bring something or do something or whatever. And she was like, I really like shooting and down in my hometown parks. I go shooting all the time, like animals. So I want to get this like lasso thing or like, I don't know, whatever guns use. Oh, it was a fake gun. She wanted like a fake gun. Like a BB but gun. No, no, no. Like a, one of those $2 shop ones. Oh, like, like, like a plastic gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was going to like shoot it and then be like, Haha, I'm here to take a shot at love. But then the show, the producers were like, no, babe, like stay in your lane. You're obviously like the sweet country girl. You're not taking a shot at love. Like, back in your box, yeah. bitch. <laughs> you're not This does not it. agree with our narrative yeah, yeah, that yeah, we've yeah, kept planned for you. Yeah, for like the- you're not shooting a gun. So then the producers were like, no, you can't do that, but we'll set up like a campfire for you and you can roast marshmallows with him. And then- It's a bit of a contrast. Yeah, and she was angry about it because the first night she was like, like then, so I hadn't seen her since the audition. And then the first night she was like, oh my God, they're not letting me do the, I want to take a shot at love thing. I'm so angry, blah, blah, blah. So yes, can confirm the shooting rumor. That's so funny that they're like, "Hmm, you can't do the shooting, but here have a marshmallow. Very different. (laughs) Literally the juxtaposition in that. What a mood. Um, Yeah. So what was your, what was the the second thing? um, So I don't know if this is true. I need to say allegedly like, Preface, like preface this with an allegedly yeah. so I don't get sued. She allegedly um, was in the house bragging about that she had like some beef with a girl in school or someone at school in the playground and she allegedly smashed their head into like yeah. a bubbler and like made them bleed or something. Yeah, yeah I heard that as well. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you, like what, I just in heard the house? exactly that. Because um, apparently she was going around telling people in the house like kind I of boasting. Was, yeah, I don't know if she was telling people boasting. I just... From what I heard, she was. T- uh, it was when we were like, pe- all the girls were around the pool. Well, I wasn't there. Well, I don't know what I was doing. Probably working out or something. <laughs> and they were around the pool tanning, and she was telling a story about how she did that. 
Why would back you tell that? That's so. Like, I don't know outrageous. if it was like. Yeah, it's definitely outrageous. I don't know if it was like everyone was telling like riffraff stories or like <laughs> who has the biggest who stories. had the biggest beef yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to outdo each other <laughs> trying to outdo each other but wait or I what? smashed her head into no, a bubble. because the girl that I told me was like can you believe what I've just heard like so and then actually a few girls told me I remember like That's yeah so wild yeah I don't know if like this is all alleged but Please don't I also us. heard it as well yeah don't Juicy. come for us. Juicy. Don't smash our heads on. Yeah. <laughs> or shoot us with your, <laughs> with your gun or your lasso. Oh, but she seems sweet. I don't know. She now is, I'm starting to think it's all an act though. Uh, yeah, well, um, Jackson also told me because he lives in Newcastle and grew up in Newcastle oh, yeah. and he's like in town, like in Newcastle. People were like- Yeah, what's the tea from Newy? He didn't tell me too much. He's just like, a lot of people like don't really like her. Oh, yeah. Why? You have to ask Jackson. Oh, let's get Jackson on yeah. next time. <laughs> Spill the tea. Yeah. Get Jackson oh, and so his funny. Newcastle friends because okay. I don't really know too much. Adds, slash I don't want to cause too much drama with him. Add to my hit list. Yeah. yeah. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. Is the case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week, guys. Very exciting news. I've got a double investigation coming your way today. You have been such diligent spies you've been noticing things and picking up on things and alerting me so that I can investigate them further and get to the bottom of it once and for all so two things today the first one is Megan Marks and Jake Ellis there has been speculation for weeks now about whether or not they're still together I've got some devastating news pause for dramatic effect I can confirm that sadly they are no longer together They've officially broken up. A source close to Megan told me, Jake and Megan have definitely split. They never wanted to officially confirm that they were back together because it had always been very rocky with them. But they did try really hard to make it work. They have a business together, Browsed by Ryan, so they will still be in one another's lives. Megan has moved out of Jake's place and is now living with Carissa, a girl she previously had a fling with. Scandalous. A second source who ran into Jake on a night out on the Gold Coast just last weekend said, I ran into Jake over the weekend. He definitely didn't seem coupled up and he was acting very single. Now, just a little bit of backstory on this. Jake was on the most recent season of Bachelor in Paradise. However, he ended up leaving the show and I revealed at the time that he did this because he was still in love with Megan and they had rekindled shortly after Paradise. She'd even relocated to the Gold Coast to live with him. So it's devastating that they couldn't make it work for them and for us because we were all rooting for them. Speaking of paradise, investigation number two of the day. So lots of you have been asking for an update on Bachelor in Paradise 2021 and I have some wild intel to share with you. I have been told by two Warner Brothers production insiders that the show has not been commissioned and they are arresting it for a year. The first source says it isn't being commissioned. They're taking a break. They wanted to have a bigger pool of contestants to cast from and to stop reusing the old ones because people are bored of them. So they're skipping the show for a year. So they've got a larger batch of people to choose from. I mean, this is no surprise to me. 
Last year, they were scraping the barrel as it was, so much so that they had to recruit clean skins, total randoms, because they didn't have enough contestants for the show, especially with COVID, they're not able to bring in some international talent. The second source has told me, Paradise is not happening this year due to COVID. They had a contract with the Fijian government and resort for Paradise, but that physically can't happen anymore. Contractually, they aren't able to film at another resort. And even if they could, it is too expensive to film in Australia anyway. Now a third source. This is from a contestant, probably a very hopeful contestant who has been fed lies from Channel 10. (laughs) They insist that the show is still going ahead. They said, no, they are doing it, but they're not filming it until 2021 and running it later. I used to work on Hamilton Island. So I've got some friends that work on Hayman Island and they've told me that Hayman Island has been booked out for six weeks over the end of January, the entire island. So put two and two together, maybe that's where they're doing it. If not, I would likely assume that there's some other show being filmed there. Maybe it's Love Island, who knows? Stay tuned for that. I'm gonna do some more digging and get to the bottom of that. Now, with this information, this is my take on it. Because the contestants are still insisting that it's going ahead, The reason I think they think this is because that's how Channel 10 keeps them in line. So of course they're going to tell the contestants that the show is happening because it's how they stop them from going rogue and coming on podcasts like this one. They threaten them with paradise. So can you imagine if there was no paradise, how rogue the contestants would be going if they knew there wasn't a show after this, there was no more opportunities for them. I think that's why I'm married at first sight. People go so crazy because there really isn't another part two. Now, another tidbit, if it does go ahead, I've heard that the girls from this recent season are all requesting Alex McKay and Jackson Garlic. They are at the top of their wish list and Juliet will not be doing Paradise if Roxy is on it and vice versa. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. I hope you have the mop ready to clean up the tea spilt today. Such a juicy jam-packed episode, as always. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars only, of course. My troll is still spamming my page with bad reviews like The Plague and getting others to as well. So please help me exterminate these. Please keep writing a positive review if you enjoyed the podcast. It would mean so much to me. And please keep sharing So Dramatic Around more than the Miles sisters share men. Please post a screenshot on Instagram or wherever you're listening to the podcast. It would be so appreciated. And even if you just recruit one new listener, you will be doing God's work and it will allow me to continue to bring you guys the tea. If you have any requests for people you want me to get on, any specific questions that you want answered, or if you have any juicy goss for me, slide into my DMs at Megan Pistetto or at Dramatic Podcast. If you haven't already, very important that you join the Facebook group ASAP. That is where the real drama and partying is happening. That's So Dramatic Podcast when you search on Facebook under groups. And we're having Wednesday and Thursday night parties. We're continuing with those this season, which is our only saving grace of this godforsaken show. Everyone is invited to those. 7.30, Wednesday and Thursday, be there or be square. Next episode, I will be dropping on Friday. I'm finally in a stable routine. Fingers crossed it stays this way. Anyway, 
Just in case, make sure you've subscribed so you can listen as soon as it drops so you can get the tea while it's hot. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. Kind regards. Ciao for now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Dramatic with Megan Pacetto.